Welcome to Gardening Naturally with Jeff Ferris. Call or text Jeff now with your gardening and landscape questions. 512-836-0590. Welcome back, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. What a beautiful day it is. It's looking lovely outside. Um, We may be able to see the eclipse here in the next, I don't know, about 30 minutes, I guess. Um, temperatures are great. There's a bit of a breeze. And I don't know about the rest of you, but allergies are going through the roof. Uh, it is um, great gardening weather. It is really good gardening weather. Let's go to the phone. This is John. John, what can I help you with? Morning, Jeff. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I just like to put in a a little plug for a friend of mine who was having a plant sale today uh, Mm -hmm. in Cedar Park. Uh, Her name is Janae. She calls herself the plant chick. (laughs) And she is at the good lot, uh, which is a food truck lot on East New Hope. And she's going to be there from 11 to 4 today. A uh, really nice lady. Uh, I'm getting my uh, GPS signals mixed in here. I hope you heard me. I did. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks for the push, because we need to know more about these people who can sell us plants. Um, you hear that, folks? In Cedar Park, you can get plants there. Uh, the person who asked me about... Uh, Roger was asking about um, plant sales. Okay. You can try um, you can find out more by going to wildflower.org forward slash plant dash sales. That'll give you a listing of when the sales are going on. I thank the person that sent me that. Um, It was really quick, too. Um, So wildflower.org forward slash plant dash sales. And you can see what will be going on here in the Central Texas area for plant sales. Let's go to the phone. This is Daryl. Daryl, what can I help you with? Hello. Good morning and beautiful morning in Victoria, Texas. Um, Yes, sir. I had, I'm sorry. Yes, sir, it is. It's been a gorgeous day. It is. Um, You know, I lost three palm trees back in the big, big freeze. And I haven't done anything with them yet. They're just dead there in the ground. And I wonder, can you cut those down with a conventional chainsaw or will the fibers damage the chainsaw? I don't think the fibers will damage the chainsaw, but you want a good You know how a palm tree has the, it's real fibrous? Yes. I don't think that'll be a problem, but you want a sharp chain on your chainsaw. A sharp chain? A sharp 
chain, as oh, in either sharp. just okay. sharpened or brand new, either way. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was just scared it would really, those fibers would get into the, you know, the mechanism and kind of hurt, hurt things. But no, uh, but so, so it, it should be okay. Yes. Just go slow just, and wear yeah. the proper safety gear, of course. Right. But right. you should be able to use a chainsaw to take them down. Good. So uh, another question is, somebody said, well, maybe you could just plant a climbing vine, some kind of climbing vine going up them, and they suggested honeysuckle, but I know honeysuckle goes wild and takes over everything. So I don't know, do you, if I did choose to keep them, what kind of vine would be good to plant to for them to None. be consumed? None. No vine on a dead palm tree. What will happen is the vine will pull the tree down because the tree's dead. So technically it's rotting right now. And at some point, that vine constantly pulling on it will wind up pulling it down. And you're at risk. You have to understand right. if that palm tree's dead, it could fall Tomorrow, a strong breeze could knock it down. So, right. So they gave you, me wrong advice on that. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't plant on there, especially something like um, the the honeysuckle or the uh, trumpet flower stuff. They're big vines, and they're uh -huh. massive, lots of weight. That That's not a good idea to plant those on a dead palm. Okay. Well, I hated to lose my palms. I was so proud of them. I didn't think they would ever go away, but this freeze just got them. And yeah. So, we lost anyway, like 95% of the homeowner palm trees in central yeah. Texas are gone. Oh, wow. Okay, well, thank you so much. I enjoy your show. Thanks for the call, Daryl. Yeah, folks, we plant palm trees here. And they can look fantastic. They can do really nicely. Uh, but this is what you get in the cold. They'll go freeze on you. And then you've got this really tall tree that just waits to fall over. It should be something that is removed as soon as you can. You, it may be so big. You need somebody to come and cut it down for you. You do not want a tree that size dead in your yard because at any time it could decide, yeah, it's about time for me to crash through your living room windows. So take that into account. I uh, want to remind folks, you folks in the hill country, some of us in the outer edges of the city, we will be dropping into low temperatures that things like tomatoes, even peppers, they're not going to be fans of this cold weather. What's more, they're not going to be fans of the cold weather. You'll wind up either stunting, meaning it's not going to produce any more fruit, or it could actually kill the plants. Tomatoes 
are tropicals. And a tropical plant does not mean, oh, I just have to stay above freezing. Some of our tropicals need to be much warmer than that. And tomatoes really want it above 45 degrees. You may lose your basil, your tomatoes, eggplant, okra, they're going to give up at those temperatures. It just means that this is an opportunity for you to clean out your garden and put something new in, like you've been wanting to do. But it'll just depend on whether you are going to get that cold. Some of us, we've still got plenty of time. We're going to stay warm enough. But those of you on the outer edges, you better be prepared. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. I need to take a break. I'll be right back. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512-836-0590. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Let's go to the phone. This is Ruben. Ruben, what can I help you with? Hey, how you doing? Wonderful day. I got a quick question for you. I had two oak trees that were grown by seed in a, in a pot with, with a Sega plant. I transplanted them out of there so the roots wouldn't get all tied together. And one of them, it looked like it died when I put it in another pot, but I, I didn't give up on it. And about halfway up, it's about 18 inches tall. And about halfway up, some leaves popped out on the side of it. Is that whole stem still good or just right there? Um, you want to let it go a little bit to see. It's possible that up to the point where the leaves are coming out, everything's good. And it can still work its way up yet to the top of the tree. Now, if you take the very tip of the tree, can is it flexible or is it brittle if you bend it a little bit? Cause if it's, still it's still flexible then more than likely you're going to see it put on more leaves. Cool. Yeah. I, in a pot, I want to grow them for a year in a pot and then transplant them in my backyard. You know, because they're about the same age as my grandson, so it'd be his tree. Uh, yeah. Do I, need to fertilize, do I need to fertilize it or anything or just keep giving it water? I put it in potting mm -hmm. soil. You won't hurt it to give it a little bit of fertilizer. You don't need a ton. Uh, maybe while it's growing in that pot, maybe every quarter. Give it, oh. I don't know, a, a teaspoon maybe of a good organic fertilizer and uh, it should help encourage it to grow quickly. And a year from now, you're probably gonna have a plant that'll be a good size to put in the ground to give it an opportunity to uh, grow up and grow tall all right thank thank you you bet thanks for the call reuben uh let's go to the phone this is george george what can i help you with yes <clears throat> i live about uh two hours north of austin 
and I've mm-hmm. got uh, several fruit trees, and I was just wondering if uh, if I can prune them before they go totally dormant. You know, lap pruning, nothing serious. Uh, you can. You can, but is there a reason that you don't want to wait till they're dormant? I, I got a lot of trees and a lot of pruning to do. <laughs> ah, I got it. I got it. Yeah, you can prune them. Clean tools, sharp edges on the tools, and uh, you do not have to paint any of the wounds that are made. But you can start pruning them now. Okay. And one other quick question about pruning, and, and this would be later on the year after they go totally dormant. I've got uh, one or two of the fruit trees that's getting too tall. Too tall. How much can I crop off the top percentage-wise and not damage them any? Which one of the fruit trees? Beg your pardon? Which one of the fruit trees? Uh, it's a uh, it's a it's a peach tree. Uh, you can take them down to start forming a central um, scaffolding, a support system for them. Normally, we would prune peaches so that they're topped at about forty inches. If yours is a lot taller than that, you don't want to take it all down to that 40 inch in one shot. You kind of want to work your way down to get to that height. Okay. Uh, I appreciate the help, and uh, I enjoy your program very much. Thank you for the call, George. Good luck with all those fruit trees. Let's go to the phone. This is Carol. Carol, what can I help you with? Oh, dense pack patch of uh, Asiatic jasmine in the corner of my yard, and it got devastated during the snowmageddon a couple years ago. But it's finally starting to come back. It was in the shade. Now it's in the sun because another tree came down with the frost here. But uh, I just wonder what can I do to encourage it. <laughs> You know, this late in the well, it's Asiatic jasmine. Um, you can give it like um, foliar feed it. Get a hosen sprayer and foliar feed it with a seaweed solution is a good choice. Uh-huh. It will be enough to build up, help it build up its roots. It'll help it look good. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't need a great amount of fertilizer, and seaweed really isn't a fertilizer. Mm-hmm. So that'll work out just fine to get it to grow and get those roots to recover from the freeze. Mm-hmm. Um, should I put a little mulch on it or not? No, I don't think you need to. It'll fill itself in uh, just fine. Okay. Uh, there is one thing about it, though. Um, you you should try um you sh- you may have to watch it because if it was in the shade and now it's in the sun mm-hmm. you may find that some of it won't grow as well as it did when it was in the shade 
Mm-hmm. It may be perfectly fine. You may not notice any difference at all. Mm-hmm. But being in the shade all the time, that's how it liked to grow. Now it's got to kind of adjust itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, the seaweed will help it do that, too. It'll make it stronger where the sun isn't going to be such a problem for it. Mm-hmm. So just a, a seaweed solution and spray it on there, huh? Yep. That makes a huge difference for the plants. Okay. Well, thank you. Thanks for the call, Carol. Uh, Susan, I got a minute here. What can I help you with? Um, if I just opened a bag, a new bag of potting mix, and it has... Susan, I lost you. Pardon? Okay. Is that... Try I that again. Opened, um, I just opened a new bag of potting mix, and it has sort of a whitish stuff in it, sort of, and I've seen it on, on potting soil when I've potted things. Is that mold? Uh, technically, yes. It's a fungus. It is not bad. It is not okay. bad. It is the fungus is eating organic matter, which is what it's supposed to do. So you just got a good live soil there. Won't bother the plants you put in it. Um, and that happens. You got organic matter. You got moisture. That's what's going to make those funguses grow, fungi grow. Okay. Okay, so I can't go read a book. I have to continue planting these things. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> have a good day. You bet. Thanks for the call, Susan. Yeah, I, I have those days where it's like, what do you mean I got to go do work? I'm reading a book. Leave me alone. Uh, that stuff you find in your compost, potting soils, that is nature doing her job. That looks like spider webs sometimes, looks like cotton candy. That is the, the fungal growth. Funguses are tearing down organic matter and they're turning it into uh, nutrients that the plants need. Fungus are good guys in the soil you don't have to worry about them. You don't have to worry about them when you find them in your garden. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. I need to break the bottom of the hour for the news. I'll catch you on the other side. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512 836 0590. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Let's go to the phone. This is Trista. Trista, what can I help you with? Well, good morning. I have two quick questions. The first is I grew an avocado from seed, and I was reading that you're supposed to trim it back at a certain height, um, and I just question that advice. Do you have any insight on that? I don't know anything about being told to trim them back. You do realize they cannot handle a freeze and they can get so big that you're not going to be able to manage them in a pot. Yeah, it's a challenge. <laughs> Understood. Understood. That's, that's why we do it. We want to see, hey, what's it look like? It's a very pretty tree. 
and in a, yes. I don't know, maybe a 10-gallon container that you could move in and out of the house, you may uh, get a really pretty tree out of it. Don't bet, well, don't bet on getting any avocados, though, because you don't know if the seed you used was one that was self-fertile or needed another avocado to produce. So just enjoy it while it grows. Okay. And the second question is, I had a lemon tree, and the first couple of years he produced, which surprised me because I was told that they typically don't produce for a few years, but this year I noticed his leaves have changed. It's not just the one leaf. It's like a, a branch that comes out that has three leaves on it. And there was a gentleman that was walking by, and he said, oh, your tree is now turned over to some kind of orange tree. And I went, what? And he said, well, typically they graft them so they grow better here, and now the orange has taken over the lemon. I did see a little bit of a branch that has the one leaf on it. Is there a way for me to cut that off and start him back by himself? Yeah, you can... the orange You can remove the branches that have three leaves on it. Those are coming from the graft. It's called trifoliate orange. Trifoliate meaning three leaves. That will never produce a lemon for you. So if you can cut those off, flush to the trunk, the one that has only one leaf on it should start growing your lemon back. Now, the three leaves have pretty much taken it over. Would it be better to cut off the lemon one since there's only one of those left? Um, are you able to graft it? Because they're not going to be one where you cut off that branch and stick it in water and it'll produce roots. You're going to have okay. to graft it to the trifoliate orange. So may need to just cut that off and not not the lemon cut off the other branches so they can focus on producing more branches for the lemon side okay all right thank you very much thanks for the call trista uh let's go to the phone this is matt matt what can i help you with good morning I have nursed my second crop of tomatoes through all the heat and everything else, and I've, I've got them in the ground. I have one row of tomatoes, about eight tomatoes, and my question is, how is the best now, how do I protect them from the cold? You can use frost cloth and cover okay. them. Um, right. you, you want no gaps. You want hopefully a single piece of frost cloth that goes from the ground over the top of the tomatoes and back down to the ground. You, you, you anchor water them. In. Yeah. And uh, okay. when you water, what happens, the water will uh, generate heat for the soil, and that heat will be captured under that frost cloth and it will help protect them from those cold temperatures. So the crop cloth, it can touch the tomato plants? It can, because we're not going to have a freeze. Okay, even with the frost cloth, 
your tomatoes are are not going to survive if we go to freezing temperatures. But right. we're not going to have a freeze, so it, it will be all right for the frost cloth to touch the tomatoes. Is that available commercially at big box garden centers, frost cloth and it rolls? Is. Yeah, it is available at garden centers. Uh, they usually say, how long a piece do you want? I don't know how long each roll is. Usually they're like 10 feet. Um, okay. And they will cut it to whatever length you need. Great. Will mulching, I've got plenty of dead leaves. Will that be, will that be help mulch all around the tomatoes, dead leaves? Uh, yes, it will. The, okay. the mulch will help protect the soil and the roots of the tomato. Okay. Well, I'm on a good start there. They did fatten up, like you said. They were they were langy because they were indoor, but they've been outdoors and they're fattening up the stems and also. Um, hopefully that maybe I'll see my first homegrown tomatoes. I haven't been able to find any this year, but I'll get my own. I hope. Thank you very much. Good luck with that, Matt. Yeah, folks, um, we're going to be on the edge of cold here, folks. You guys out in the outlying areas, wow, you you need to protect those tomatoes. It will be getting cold enough some of these days this week. Some of these days this week it will be cold enough to stunt them on you. And if you aren't protecting them on that weather, you want to keep them above about 45 degrees. Below that, you're going to start getting stunted tomatoes. And after all this trouble of getting them through the summer, they're not going to produce for you if that happens. It's just not fair, you know. But you know that the weather is coming, and you can uh, get out there and get some kind of cover on it. Let's see here. I don't have time, Ashley or Charlie, to answer your questions. I'm, I got to take a break in a minute. So I will catch you on the other side. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512-836-0590. Welcome back, everybody. Let's go to the phone. This is Ashley. Ashley, what can I help you with? Hey, Jeff. We love your show. It's so beneficial to us and everything that we're doing around our property. I have a quick question. Long story short, we went to one of the big box tree nurseries around Drippin' and picked out a few trees. They were all teenagers, and um, they were a bit pricey. So uh, my husband actually was at Tractor Supply recently, and he found some young trees. We got... Um, a couple of maples, a couple of pecans, and then a Japanese maple. And we've just put them in the ground. He did a lot of research, which he's good with all that kind of stuff. I think he knows what he's doing because we've had some success with other trees. Um, put them in the ground. And I was just wondering if there's anything extra we can give them. We gave them a little bit of our compost. 
um, used some of the existing soil that they were already in. Um, we have their cages around them, so all of the deer around here can't get to them quite yet. But I'm worried about the cold. Won't bother those trees. Okay. You got to remember, those trees are going to be in the ground for the next 30 years. And that right. means they're going to have some winters to go through. However, do you have a place where you put your pecans where the soil is really deep? Yes, um, it is. Um, it's okay. actually like, because out here it's hard to get deep soil because um, you hit limestone like six inches into the ground. Yeah. Um, so, yes, we did good with that. Um I think we'll be good there, and they have a really sunny area. I know they like the sun, correct? Yep. Okay, so we have that. So I don't need to worry about the cold? No, um, they should be okay. Now, I say that hoping that we don't have the ice storm right. or the freeze apocalypse. You know, if it hits right. freezing, not a big deal. When it hits freezing and doesn't come above freezing again for five days... That's a different story. Okay. So that we can't predict. Right. But if that doesn't happen, the trees will get a good start. Also, what kind of maples did you get? Japanese maples in Dripping Springs? You may spend a lot of time amending that soil because they're not a big fan of the limestone. Okay. What about the other um, two yeah, maples? Yeah, it was Japanese, and I think the other two, I mean, they're just the, uh, are they red maples? Uh, they're a standard maple tree. Um, my All of my kids were like, are we going to get to have syrup? <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> maybe in your lifetime, not sure. <laughs> yeah, technically speaking, you can tap syrup out of it, but you... You can't believe how much syrup you need to tap to boil it down to make edible syrup. Right. You probably won't out of one tree. That I have the purpose a, for us. They just wanted some of their ego waffles. I <laughs> uh, got it. Um, I have a big tooth maple, and okay. I'm not sure it made it through the summer. Okay. I, I, I'm hoping for the best, but I'm not particularly hopeful that it made it through the summer and the big tooth maple is a native in texas okay so you may so have really to, something we might need to worry about is not the cold it's actually the heat for those maples yep okay yep. well we just and, put in a rainwater yep. collection so we're giving them real good water um excellent Excellent. Um, for the first couple of weeks while they're getting equated to the ground that we put them in, how often do you think I should be watering these guys? If you water correctly, you can get away with once a week. Okay. Long, a good slow, soaking. deep soak. You okay. betcha. And okay. a week later, go stick your finger out there. If the soil is still really wet, don't water. You, okay. you really would like it to go from a wet to almost dry cycle with this okay. young of a tree. So definitely don't over-soak them. Don't give them too much. It, it's less about too much water. It's more about the drainage. Okay. 
Okay. All right. Well, Jeff, thank you so much, and I'll update you in maybe a couple years and let you know how they're doing. <laughs> That'll work, and you could always just ship me a bottle of maple syrup. Okay, absolutely. Um, one more thing. Um, we don't need to really fertilize these or anything, correct? We did the compost. They're in good right. soil. They're planted properly. We don't need to give them a little bit extra, you don't think? No, not at this time of the year. You, okay. By giving them the compost, you kind of covered that. Next okay. spring, you can think about either another layer of compost or a light fertilizer. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thank you for the call, Ashley. Good luck. Um, yeah, there are maples that will grow here, but that's always kind of dicey because the last summer was just murderous. Let's go to the phone. This is Charlie. Charlie, what can I help you with? Charlie, you still there? Ah, okay. Uh, Charlie, if you're listening, you wanted to know about privacy-style bushes. One of the best resources for the Central Texas area, including you out there in Hutto, I'm not far from you, is Grow Green, G-R-O-W-G-R-E-E-N dot O-R-G. It's produced by the city of Austin, and they list the best plants for our area from turf grasses to trees and everything in between. And they can give you some really good suggestions as to what does well over here, what height they'll get, how wide they'll get, things like that. So if you're still listening, that's the best source for it. Uh, let's see, you know, <clears throat> I'm hoping we get some surprise rain. I happened to look out last night and my Texas sages are blooming again. That's kind of weird. I have some that bloom before it rains and I have some that bloom after it rains. I'm hoping these are the before blooms or before it rains bloomers. Um, so maybe, maybe the sages know something that we don't, and we're hoping for, uh, hoping for better. But they sure look pretty, and that is, uh, it, they're always kind of like blooming hope for rain. We could, we could use it right now. The temperatures are amazing. But the temperatures don't mean much if we're not going to get rain. We are just in desperate need for that rain. And hopefully, it'll be coming soon. Um, folks, this is Gardening Naturally. We're coming up at the top of the hour to break for the news. I will talk to you all again tomorrow at 8 o'clock. Go out and enjoy a truly beautiful, beautiful Saturday afternoon.